The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Michael Kist. Are you caught me not listening again? Benjamin Solak. You never listen. It's the Kist and Solak Show. Presented by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. You are flying high on the Riggs and Murtal show. This is episode Who Cares? Because I have come out of retirement. Am I Murtal? It is Michael Kist. I guess, yeah, because I'm too old for this, S, uh, to be doing this, putting together an emergency Kist and Solak show when we thought we just had one more to go. That was just going to be a fun mess around up. But news has dropped. Unless you're living under a rock, you have seen it. Doug Peterson is done. Finished. Axed. As the Philadelphia Eagles head coach in record speed after winning a Super Bowl. Uh, Ben, your instant reaction to this. (laughs) (laughs) This is a stupid team. Dang. (laughs) Um, You could see it coming down the mountain. Right. You could just you just sitting there watching. Oh, they're going to interview. Oh, they're they want to be best in Carson Wentz. Oh, they're going to have a meeting. Oh, Doug wanted to put together this staff. That's not a good staff. Oh, oh, oh. And just kind of like over the past 72 hours, it's been. Oh, man, here. And, and oh, and yeah, this could. Oh, and nope, they like Wentz. Oh, and yep, Rosen's job. And just like the more and more this season went on, the more it was like, this is really going to end up on Doug's shoulders. And as we concluded, you know, Doug wasn't uh, the solution. Doug didn't solve problems, but boy, was Doug not the biggest issue on this team. You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm. uh, it's very nice and very easy to say out loud, oh, this is how I would have fixed Carson Wentz. I'd just run some more play action, put him under center. It would have been great. I mean, Peterson tried. Oof. Peterson tried a lot of things to fix Carson Wentz. It didn't work. It's very easy to say, oh, I just would have taken Jalen Rager and I would have taken, you know, Travis Fulgham made this, the action, do that. I mean, man, he was dealt a shorthand by the general manager. Uh, and so when you talk about the big three, Roseman, Wenz, and Peterson. I strongly believe that Peterson was the least of the three ills. And then, of course, when you talk about the big three, you imply the implications you're talking about the biggest one. That's Jeffrey Lurie. And obviously, mm-hmm. the, the, the problem there as well is the fact that he was unable to diagnose and remains unable to diagnose the biggest problems with his team and the best avenues forward for his team, which to me, the main takeaway here is Lurie had a great head coach in Andy Reid, couldn't get over the hump, brings in Roseman as the general manager, team starts to play badly, decides to fire Reid for Roseman. So far, doesn't look like a great decision. 
because Reed went to Kansas City and is putting out a Super Bowl winning team every single year. Roseman has won one Super Bowl with the Eagles. There's no doubt about that, but doesn't feel like that's nearly as strong. Brings in Chip Kelly, gets the initial surge. Initial surge starts to fall. Decides to shift power balance all the way to Kelly. Takes it away from Roseman. That doesn't work over one year. Flips it right back to Roseman. Goes to hire a new head coach. Doesn't get any of the guys that he wants. Interesting. Brings in Peterson. Never seems to have faith in Peterson. BLG is reporting that they interviewed Jim Schwartz for the head coaching job one year after Peterson. Like after 2016. Right. Which the Eagles went like how nine. They went like seven and nine with a rookie quarterback in 2016. Yeah. Anyway. That's totally acceptable. Wins the Super Bowl. And then as as they leave that Super Bowl honeymoon, as, as after they've gone all in on this roster and they've brought in all the guys and they've they've pushed forward all you know the, the, the contracts, and they've spent all the money in these years, fires the head coach for not being able to get offense out of Deshaun, who played four games, out of Alshon, who played six games, out of Brandon Brooks and, and, and Lane Johnson, both and Jason Peters, all of whom lost multiple seasons. Like these are the guys that you spend money on, they're not available. You know what I mean? And so Mm-hmm. Now you fire Dugs. Now you have a general manager who's survived three coaching fires. Every single you've, you've this will be your third head coaching hiring. You went super aggressive with Kelly, very limited limited experience. He flamed out in the NFL. You went super inexperienced with Doug for the culture fit for the emotional intelligence. After you missed your guys, he had the emotional fit. He had the culture. And then you lost it when the roster got bad, and then you started to hit problems. What are you going to do in the third hiring process? You know, who, who, who's, who's Roseman going to bring in? Dan Quinn? You know what I mean? Like, who's, what's this going to be? And, and who's Lori going to trust? They want Ben McAdoo. You know what I mean? Like, you're right. in a, a, a worse spot in your third head coaching hire in the last seven, eight years than you were when you first fired Reed. But you've got the same guys making the decisions. You've got a multi-million dollar quarterback after the Bradford acquisition didn't work for you, another multi-million dollar quarterback. He Wentz isn't playing well. You're going to spend time investing in him. The 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 biggest problem with the Eagles wasn't Roseman. It wasn't Wentz. It wasn't Peterson. It's Laurie. <laughs> These are not good decisions. Yep. These are not good choices. And and no matter how much lightning you bottle in 2017 with Nick Foles, with Doug Peterson, you're only going to get the one. You're only going to get the one swing, the one strike. Because when you make bad decisions over and over again as an owner, you're going to continue to put yourself into dangerous spots. So Laurie's viewed as one of the best owners in the league. <laughs> man the record doesn't really yeah. hold up over the last 10 years yeah it, it feels like you could pick that apart and, and like you said we we did kind of see this coming and just to, to rewind how this all goes down like i, I was on i'm gonna name drop here but like i was on with joe Giglio, our friend joe Giglio, uh friday night never heard on 94 of WIP. joe giglio sorry <laughs> love you joe and i had said that this is not the end of the doug carson saga you could feel this coming on and then over the weekend there are reports that Doug's job is not firm. And then you hear that he's going to have a meeting. And then you hear in the meeting his proposal, which is bad. And I have thoughts on this. And Doug's proposal was to promote Press Taylor to offensive quarter coordinator, make Andrew Briner mm-hmm. the quarterback's coach. Sure. And worst of all, and you know I hate this, yep. bring in Corey Unlin as the or, defensive or coordinator. Matt or Matt Burke, or who Matt coordinated Burke. defense in Miami, and it was gone awful. Yes, exactly. Just the, the the worst choices. It felt like, and I said this on Twitter, but it felt like when one country gives another country an ultimatum, knowing they won't accept it so they can invade the right. next day. In Doug's case, it was so well, he let, could let, escape the next right. day. And it comes down to this. Ian Rappaport. Exactly. Saying, That's exactly what I was about to bring up. Let's go. Right. Quote, 
after speaking with two people close to former Eagles coach Doug Peterson, it sounds like this is what it boiled down. Peterson was sick of people telling him what to do, end quote. Doug Peterson has the least clout, the least amount of influence out of any coach that has won a Super Bowl. It is absurd, the oversight and the meddling that he has had to go, uh, to go through with this. And it's no wonder that there is no secret throughout the season, this has been said, by the way, Doug Peterson didn't care if he got fired. Doug Peterson was right. sick of it. Fed up. Right. And why wouldn't he be? <laughs> this sucks. Right. Like the, the, the legend goes. And again, like we're talking so much. I, I wrote about this. The, the piece that I wrote was largely about the organizational failure for the Eagles over the last five years. Now you can pretty much take any head coach and put them in Doug Peterson's spot. And guess what? That head coach wouldn't have come out looking great. Would have looked fireable. Would have been frustrated after five years. It, it, it ended Ooh. up being Doug. Could have been anybody with the way the power structure was built. Lori pushes this collaborative approach and collaboration is good the problem is when the chickens come home to roost the problem is when it, when it, it's time to to assign blame and reap what you sow and, and and say these were the decisions that were made these guys are doing good stuff for us these guys aren't when everybody's collaborating on anything you're just, it's fiction you're making it up as you go you're following these these interwoven strands through a series of decisions none of which look great and you're trying to figure out is this roseman is this coaching right so much of what we've talked <laughs> about with wentz has been this it's been why yes. like what how did he get this bad it's been well it takes a, a village it takes a whole team effort everybody's sucking to get a quarterback to fall off like this so you look at Peterson and you say, all right, why wouldn't you try to get out of Philadelphia? You go to any other interview and you say, look at what the general manager did. Look what happened with the coach. This is what they told me. They were going to hire this guy. They wanted that guy. They gave Jim Schwartz control over the defense. I couldn't choose players that I wanted. And look at my, I won a Super Bowl. Right. Look at Jalen Hurts last four weeks. The, 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 we didn't, like, Carson Wentz, like, apparently just like, would not listen to coaching. Carson Wentz just like, like Doug would be like, we're going to do this. Carson would be like, no. And whose fault is that? Right. What, what, what is Doug supposed to do? Like people, people, you know, bag on Press Taylor because he's too friendly or whatever. Maybe Carson's just an asshole. And and like, like certainly <laughs> you you can you can say, and I'm with you. Like maybe right. Doug should have slammed his foot down Correct. in November and said, "Fucking listen to me or I'm out." Like right. and, and sure, like Doug definitely probably at times a little bit too like. We can do it. He's a player's coach. Yeah, He's right. lax. We get it. Yeah. So yeah, like I'm not here to argue Peterson's been perfect. I've I've criticized him on this podcast before, both for designs and for how he coaches and for so on and so forth. But 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 to your point, when he goes into that interview mm -hmm. and he says, Look what I did, name another coach that goes and has that playoff run with a backup quarterback. Name another right. coach that makes a very similar run when they had a 1% chance to make the playoffs and one of the most injured teams in the NFL, the 31st worst banged up team in the NFL, adjusted games loss per football outsiders, makes a playoff run with a backup quarterback. 2019, I think the 29th most banged up team in the NFL still makes the playoffs. Wasn't pretty, but he got it done. He has one losing season in the last four years. Won a Super Bowl. Quickest, quickest fired since what? 1973? Are you out of your mind? Sean Payton went seven and nine in three consecutive seasons. R correct, exactly. Right. What are we doing? I, I, so I, I. Oh, now I'm getting amped. And and, uh, and, do, and what is the decision? It's him or Carson Wentz because that relationship, mm -hmm. from what we understand, is so fractured that the two could not coexist. And you pick the broken quarterback. You can't, are you kidding right. me? And, now and, they're going to tight the wins. And this is this is a critical note. This is what I ended my publish on. There's a chance they get this right. 
I think the Eagles are in cap hell right now, and I think one of the best people in the world to get them out of cap hell is Howie Roseman. This goes back to what we talked about in the last Kiss and Solak show, how Roseman deserves a lot of blame, but there's also stuff that he does well. I think the Eagles are in cap hell right now. I think Roseman can help get them out of it. The Eagles are going to apparently extremely aggressively go after Lincoln Riley. Why in God's name Lincoln Riley would take this job, I have no idea. I don't see why any attractive head coaching candidate who has other offers would take the Eagles job over that offer, but whatever. It's a stinky right. job, but we could talk about it. Yeah. Let, let's say the Eagles bring in a because they're going to go young. They're going to go. This is what they did with Kelly. Oh, yeah. They did with Peterson. They're going to go young. They're going to go inexperienced. They're going to go riser. They're going to try to hit you know a, a, a home run. So they did the last few times. I imagine they're going to do it again. They get a good coach in. They get Wentz in. Wentz just gets back to 2019 level. It doesn't even get back to 2017. It gets back to 2019 level. It gets better. There's a chance mm-hmm. the Eagles in 2021 have Wentz starting, and they have Roseman as the general manager, and they have Rager as the wide receiver one, and all the stuff this year that sucked, and it's better. And it's going to be very easy to say, well, Peterson's mm-hmm. gone. They put in a new head coach. This is why. And I, I would strongly argue that that isn't the case. I would, I, like, you know, you just go back to look at what we thought – Peterson's hire and success and Roseman's success meant about Chip Kelly. And now like that how we felt about that in 2017 versus how we feel about it right. now. We're like, hey, maybe yes. Chip caught the freaking short end of a big stick when it when it when it came to the Eagles and how that roster was built and how how power was managed. The Eagles have just lived in power struggles. So if they bring in a new head coach, let's say it's Lincoln Riley, who's never coached at the NFL level, and they say to him, Don't worry, Lincoln. We're going to pair you with a good defensive coordinator with a lot of experience who can handle his side of the roster. And don't worry, Lincoln, we've got an advanced analytics-based uh, you know, uh, modeling for decision-making. So we're going to help you make fourth-down decisions, and we're going to help with roster decisions, and we've got Andy Weidel. By the way, we're going to handle all of right. the decisions. We're going to draft the quarterback that we want. Yeah. You're going to have limited we say uh, on yeah. the personnel. John Dorsey can be out here and, drafting people. And we're going to interview the DC for your job after one year when you go 7-9. and nine. Are you kidding me? That's what happened to Doug? And so, so like, yeah, it's it's going to get better. It's got to be sustained. It's got to be, there's going to have to be endurance. And what, in order to get that, in order to get this, the, the, over time, the endurance, there needs to be clear power balances. There Mm -hmm. needs to be clear. This guy makes this decision, right? right? Everything. This is, I'm about to say something so absurd, but I truly believe it. We should have seen this coming when it comes to the wide receiver coach position. We should have looked at wide receiver coach and said, if this team can't just find one guy who can just handle wide receivers year after year after year without being, you know, just a, a veteran retread hire like Greg Lewis or a really creepy bad person like Carson Walsh or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How can they be expected to make decisions like drafting a wide receiver? Like bringing in an offensive coordinator. Like these are higher, more difficult level things. This is wide receiver coach. Yeah. Like, and not to diminish that role, but just to say that it, it was indicative of the instability. It was indicative of the lack of uh, um, uh, responsibility and the lack of clear blame to be placed on people. And so you don't have clear power structures. They're going to change head coach. It's going to be like, you know, when you banged the side of the, uh, you know, like the, the the machine that was stuck. You know what I mean? It's like when you kicked the tires in the car. It's going to like, sure, eventually it'll give you like a jolt. You know what I mean? It might like make things better. But you're not going to be, it's not going to be sustained over the long run. Because you still have systemic problems in who's making the decisions, which is Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman. So, yeah. meanwhile, Doug's going to go to New York. And he's going to tell Woody Johnson, hey, Woody, you know how you just like want to not be here? You know how you just like lived in the UK for the last four years and you don't care about the Jets at all? You just own them. 
how about I make decisions? How about me and Joe Douglas just make decisions? How about I get to run the offense and the defense? How about I get to choose who starts on game day? How about I get influence in who we pick? And then Jets going to look better. (laughs) Jets going to draft a young quarterback. Peterson's going to be able to help that young quarterback out a ton. I know that to be true because he did it with Wentz and he did it with with Hurts. He's going to help that young quarterback out a ton. He's going to maximize their weapons. He's going to get guys open in his offensive approach. Joe Douglas is going to invest in that offensive line. So Peterson's going to have the same offensive line that he did in Philadelphia, that advantage. That offense is going to look good. And if there's a clear if there's a clear relationship between Joe and Doug and Woody keeps his hands out of the pot, you can have sustained offensive success with Doug Peterson, which was available to you here if you just acknowledged what people can and can't do, what people are supposed to do and not, and let clear responsibilities in place. You know, you mentioned the Jets, and that triggered something in my head. Just another example of Jeffrey Lurie's meddling. Remember when the Eagles declined to let John DiFilippo, their current quarterback's coach, take an interview as the Jets' offensive coordinator? And Lurie was like, no, you can't do that. And the golden rule is if if a coach or an assistant can move up, even if it's offensive coordinator or offensive coordinator because you go from no play calling to play calling, you grant that interview. And now people have always talked about Bring Flip back, bring Flip back, because he was the one that really got through to Carson Wentz. You can't even do that because the relationship between Flip and Lori is so bad because Lori screwed him over on a promise that he made to him when he hired him. It's 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 insane just right. the trickle down effect from ownership that completely colors this organization, the way that they do things, and how hard. I mean, Ben, we have racked our brains for years trying to figure out. Who makes what decisions where? That's the thing that's so annoying is we might be 100% (laughs) wrong with every single thing we've just said because we don't know Hertz was picked. Who? We think Roseman. Who? Who? Right. Hertz was was benched and Hertz was started. Who was that? Yeah, we think Lurie, but did... (laughs) Does that mean Peterson wanted to do it earlier and Lori had to approve it? Does that mean Peterson didn't want to do it and Lori made him do it? Do we think Roseman got in Lori's ear and involved? It's so there's nobody knows who's doing anything. Who who just designed the offense? We learned Press Taylor was like maybe calling plays three weeks after Press Taylor was maybe calling plays. Right. We, and who's evaluating the, the personnel? We don't even know where right. Jordan, John Dortz was here. Scott McLuhan, like all these different right. people so coming in and out. So we're just sitting here with, 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 you know, like a, a peephole with a two by two little inch look into how this organization works, trying to diagnose problems. And right. we could be barking so far up the wrong trees, right? This but is why we sound like- the one constant that stays, I mean, we, we understand at least the base of like the one constant that stays is Howie. Yeah, Howie, exactly. <laughs> we know how he's going to say, right? Duh. But it is to say that, when, like, all right, who could the Eagles want to hire? Well, you look at you look at Chip and you look at Peterson. You say, all right, they're not going to shy away from inexperience. They brought up Mike Kafka, right, the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, who used to be here in Philadelphia. Or, excuse me, the quarterback's coach for the Chiefs, who used mm-hmm. to be here in Philadelphia. They don't want the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs, Eric Bieniemy, who's done a great job. They just had Doug Peterson, the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs. They don't want to do that again. Let's go straight to the quarterback's coach. So they, they'll chase inexperience, they'll chase youth, you know what I mean? They'll, they'll try to make a home run higher. But besides that, like, what are the organization's priorities? Is it going to be fixed wins or not fixed wins? Well, it seems more likely now this relationship is salvageable, but we don't really know. Is the, it, right. Is it going to be transitioning to this rich Scangarello wide zone, Shanahan offense approach? Because apparently Scangarello was a Roseman hire, right? Like Doug didn't even want to bring him in. And that helps explain why the offensive system was like Doug offense, Doug offense, Doug offense, Doug offense. Oh, look, a Scangarello snap. And it's like, well, that doesn't mean anything. Everybody knows what's coming right now. But like, so obvious. Yeah. So 
well, I, we, like, uh, who who could the Eagles realistically hire? I don't know because I don't know what they want to do at quarterback, and I don't know what they want to be on offense. Mm-hmm. And this is this is a this it's disarray, it's discombobulation, it's chaos. They're just this amorphous blob. It's like we adapt, we react, we're collaborative. No, you don't do anything. You don't have a direction. You don't have purpose. You don't have an identity. And so, in order to have that as a team in a present moment. You need to have a coach with power because they have that. They have an identity as a as a long term team. Like we're going to make analytics decisions. We're going to invest in the quarterback position, right? That's clear. It's not clear what they want to be on offense. It's not clear what they want to be as a team right now. How they're going to win football games because they didn't give their head coach any power. And so it was yeah. constant change uh, of ideas, constant reshuffling, and how much power does Wentz have, and so on and so forth. So it's very frustrating. None of it's real. Uh, we're all going <laughs> to die. Go birds. They wouldn't. They wouldn't even let him keep the offensive coordinator that he wanted that he right. praised a couple days before having the meeting and saying oh no wait he's actually fired and look you can hate mike Rowe all you want i certainly made uh the case right. against him at the time but there's also players saying that hey it's not grow it's Wentz. and then you get to the point where okay doug does want to hire an wow. oc but Alshon let's Jeffrey in- vindicated justina anderson was right <laughs> And it was more than Alshon. It was more than Alshon. I think that's very important to note. And also important to note that apparently Carson Wentz made strides, quote unquote, as a human being since then. Regardless, you bring in Scangarello, and like you said, the whole offensive identity is disjointed. It's not married. You look at the Rams and you look at the way that their offense is built in series and everything is built off of each other. The Eagles offense was the exact opposite of that. And that's a product of bringing in a guy who, you know, I've been told off the record, isn't pull bringing in an pull to deal with doug peterson who he never wanted there to try to build an offense that's what i'm you heard the same thing i know you're in that that room but look i I just it's it's unbelievable to me and 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 when we come back here on the kiss and soul yeah yeah we'll do a little break here we'll make some money look we're going to talk about potential hires and ways they could go and just screaming more screaming we'll be back right after this and we are back here on the Kist and Solak show episode. It doesn't matter. Michael Kist here with Benjamin Solak, SB Nation, Bleeding Green Nation, bringing it to you, Ben. So you kind of mentioned uh, a possibility for a hire. You mentioned Lincoln Riley, which would be fascinating because do, you, do you, the first thing that popped in my head when you said this is that saying that Hurts. you're in on Jalen Hurts and not Carson Wentz because it feels like that offense is more Hertzy than Wentzy. Am I wrong in that? Right. No, if you're bringing in Link, <laughs> I would say that you are absolutely going all in on Hertz, which I think right. would indicate that Roseman's, you know, the doing everything. Like Roseman's got full control. You know what I mean? Because Rosen wants Hertz to be successful. Oh yeah. He paid, like I, I think it's very I think interesting. It's his pick. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think Rosen wants Hertz to be successful. Uh Ask me in a year, and I'll be like, I don't know. It was probably Dorsey. I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? And, like, here's the thing. If the Eagles hired, if the Eagles fired Doug to try to hire Riley, mm. that's probably bad. Because I don't think you're going to be able to pull Riley out of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. If the Eagles fired Doug because they had Riley in hand, different conversation. Because, again, Doug was not blameless last year. Doug did not right. solve the offensive problems last year. Mm-hmm. Doug made, I think, you know, a too late of a decision benching Wentz to the extent to which that was something that he had a time to do. He wasn't able to solve the problem, whatever. Riley, while an extreme gamble, is such a high caliber, it's a high ceiling, 
and also such a a, a, a like it, everyone's just waiting on getting him right like the expectation is that he makes a leap to the NFL at some point and the hope and like teams are all everybody wants him like this is a high desirable guy so if you have Riley in hand yes okay I get it like that's a swing for the fences and if you hit it Riley's your head coach forever like that's obviously a guy that you're going to keep around because you believe in the in the offense and it, you know it's a potential McVay-esque hire okay Beyond, if, if they're opening up this job because, like, they, they expect to have, like, a lot of good candidates and so on and so forth, they're going to be sorely disappointed. And right, I think that the most, imp- right, the most important thing to talk about with Philadelphia stepping forward is you better believe not only does, does Rappaport have Peterson saying he was frustrated with the way that things went and he didn't have any power. Peterson's got Reed on the phone right now being like, yo, they did to me what they did to you, which, you mm-hmm. know, arguable. So good luck, good luck trying to get yeah. the enemy. <laughs> right. So why would Reed tell, you know, tell Bienemy? Why would Reed tell Kafka to go take that job? If Bienemy, right, well, like if Kafka's like QB coach to head coach, I'm doing it no matter what. Right. Sure. But Bienemy, if he gets any other offer, take it. Right. Mm-hmm. And Peterson's going to uh, from from Peterson to Reed, from Reed to the rest of the league. Peterson's liked. Peterson's respected. Peterson's out here yes. golfing with Champagne. You know what I mean? Like, like Peterson is a very likable dude. So when Peterson says it's not a good situation, why would Mike Vrabel? Tell Arthur Smith to go take that job when Arthur Smith's been very clear that he does not want to go out and be, uh, you know, a, 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 a head coach. Like Arthur Smith's very happy in Tennessee. Like he's only going to leave for the right job. Brian Dabble works Sean for Sean McDermott. McDermott. Sean McDermott yes. was here in Philadelphia with Doug. Yes. Doug's going to call him Sean back. Tell your boy to get to Atlanta. Tell your boy to get to Houston. Mm-hmm. Have, oh, the Eagles job is the Houston job. Is it? Is because it? if you can get... Deshaun locked down, which obviously he's not 100%, but if you can get Deshaun locked down, Houston job's miles better. Ownership's also bad. There's no general manager, so Houston's not great. Detroit, and again, not a great job. Boy, if you get one, two years of Stafford, better than what you got in Philly. And you have a leash. You have a leash there. Look at the leash that Matt Matt Patricia had. Look at the leash that Jim Caldwell had. Come on. So, uh, like, the most important, the Eagles do not have cap space. They do not have a, their quarterback position solved, and they have a ton of pressure on the next hire. Peterson won a Super Bowl, and he had five total years. What happens if you don't win a Super Bowl in the first two years? I mean, right. it's unbelievable. You imagine it's a very quick trigger. That is not a desirable job, and so the Eagles are going to bring in Dabble. They're going to bring in Bieniemy. They're going to bring in Kafka. I imagine they're going to bring in Smith. They're going to bring in Riley and freaking Urban Meyer and Dan Mullen <laughs> and 10,000 offensive great, like That's Joe Brady. Problem. They're going to love Joe Brady because he's Chip Brady. Kelly, right? Like he's, he's yep. oh, you know, offensive innovator, huge rise. They're going to do all this and they're going to find that every single one of those guys has questions about mm. how the power structure is going to work. Mm-hmm. And if it's going to work like it did with Doug, I would imagine that you're going to get not only guys not interested in the job but you're gonna get guys who outright decline to interview graham harrell passing game coordinator for usc who they right. wanted to be the offensive coordinator said i am not taking the interview <laughs> he never coached the nfl level offensive coordinator for super bowl winning head coach doug peterson for carson wentz back when we thought wentz was good graham harrell said i don't want the interview mike a job, a job that has led to a head coaching gig for Frank Reich. A job that is a, a, in the same tree that has led to countless <laughs> head coaching jobs. middle fingers. Right. I don't want Amazing. the interview. How dare you, Graham Harrell, the gall, <laughs> right? But that, that it indicates that this, this, this is not a, a viewed as a position where you want to go as a coach. Mother Mary. 
So I I'm, I would love to tell like Eagles Eagles fans ask me who who's your shortlist. I think I think, <laughs> I think Dabble's the best guy for this job. I also think they yes. have a one percent chance of getting him because right. I think Houston's going to want him. I think Atlanta's going to want him. I think Detroit's going to want him. I think the Chargers are going to want him. And I think I'd want to go to any of those places before I went to Philadelphia. Look at the weapons on offense. None of them are anything except for Dallas Goddard. Let, like let's be honest, who who else is there? Who else do you trust? In in the, in the Eagles offense, right? Think about this as an offensive coach. Mm-hmm. You've got a broken quarterback who you might be tasked with fixing somehow with some sort of voodoo magic. You've got a first round wide receiver who's going to demand playing time just to see if you can figure out what he is. He was bad. Jalen Rigger was bad last year. Mm-hmm. Maybe Sanders. Look, may, I, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> the look Mike just sent me. Oh no. Yeah. I think I mean look, people can disagree. I think Sanders is overrated. I think it doesn't matter unless you have an elite running back, and I don't think Miles Sanders is an elite running back. I think Sanders can be a pretty doggone good running back. I don't think it matters if he's not elite. So that's yeah. my point there. Derek and Gunn, Sanders was uh, Sanders couldn't catch a cold last year. Yeah. Derek, Derek Gunn, Gunn, go ahead. Uh Doug Peterson just told me, quote, no worries, I'm at peace with it, end quote, which is the funniest I've ever heard in my entire life. Because right. Doug's probably kicking back on his porch with a beer, like, all right, I'm gonna go coordinate the ever living daylights out of the Los Chan- Los Angeles Chargers offense. But I think Justin Herbert's gonna set sophomore season throwing yard records. I'm chilling. I'm just gonna go hang out in California and not get yelled at, man. You know, if you don't give guys don't ice believe- cream and make jokes. If you don't believe me or Jimmy Kemsky or anybody else when they say that Doug did not care if he got fired or not, I mean, number one, look at the plan right. that he he proposed. Number two, that quote right there, I think it speaks such, such freaking volumes. Doug can get whatever job he wants in the future, in my opinion, with that resume. And we kind of talked about that. But I mean, again, going back to the offense, there's there's nothing there. You've got one sure. tight yeah. end. Right. Goddard. You you got to find somebody who really likes Rager. Uh, Kelsey may retire, and he's like right. the catalyst for oh, the offense. Kel- I mean, they want Kelsey's have. absolutely retiring, right? We well, just stay through <laughs> a new head coach. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Like chill out. I'm going to go be the offensive line coach for Doug in four years. You know, a little right. baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's gone now. Kelsey retire. I mean, Ertz is out, right? I mean, like Ertz. Ertz is good. For the sort of like, oh, uh, if you're gonna get like another like very like West Coasty horizontal spread guy in there who wants to live at a twelve, which eh, uh, maybe, but I think Ertz is gone. Uh, Alshon's obviously been gone, um, but no, I think for sure Kelsey's gonna retire. I mean, you you expect as a head coach taking this job, which again they're gonna have to bring in like Pep Hamilton. You know, they're gonna have to bring in. Oh, I right. like Pep Hamilton. Somebody who I like that. Yeah, uh, that's the Chargers quarterbacks coach, by the way. Worked with um, uh, Justin Herbert this past year. Uh, he's coached under Jim Harbaugh before. He also was the offensive coordinator or the head coach for an XFL team, which was the DC Defenders. Oh, Denell yes. Pumphrey coming back. Anyway, um, what about? Oh, wait, hold on. What, what about the Saints coaching staff? Isn't there? Isn't there a passing game coordinator? Some type of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, quarterbacks Carmichael. coach, offensive coordinator, passing game coordinator, some sort of a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure. Again, like I, I, I <laughs> hang out in New Orleans. You know what I mean? Um, right. But they're going to make that that higher. You're going to expect, you know, you're going to say, all right, we're, we're going to look into spending six on a quarterback. We're looking into spending six on Jamar Chase. You're going to expect an early investment in offense with six. And then you're going to expect the offense not to be very good in, in year one. I think, again, I think it can, I think they can like quickly get better. I think Wentz can pop right back up to 2019 levels. They can run some more modern stuff and they can be an eight and eight team. 
But if you want, like, to get back to competing, at best you're on a two-year oh, yeah. arc because there's no way you're making significant additions in free agency this season with the way the Caps Literally can't. Literally can't. You have, you have zero wiggle room. And, and <laughs> okay, actually, here's a, here's a good one to end on, Ben. Deshaun Watson. There is there is there a one percent chance the Eagles are able to trade for him? By the way, uh, yeah, sign me up. Yeah, but, well, you, you know, yes. you gotta you gotta make it work. Okay, 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 okay. You ready? 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 Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who is the biggest Carson Wentz stand we know? that's even slightly in the coaching world. Dan Orlovsky. Yes. Orlovsky's oh, hired. Don't you don't as the you offensive dare. coordinator for the Houston Texans. Oh, there it is. Okay, right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Deshaun hates this. Deshaun, mm-hmm. who wanted Eric Bieniemy, uh, interviewed the Eagles. Hire Bieniemy somehow. They get Bieniemy in yeah, Philadelphia. We're already in fantasy world, so let's keep yes. going even further. Yeah. Orlovsky wants a Wentz trade. Bieniemy wants a Deshaun trade. Get that done. Mm-hmm. Bieniemy head coach because Watson, it seems, really wants to play for like a a. a, a offensive innovator right he wants to like like let's do it like he did this yes. for Mahomes. let's do this for me so yes watson be enemy uh and then that means sammy watkins comes in free agency from kansas city so then has sammy on the offense as well that helps with wide receiver room initially and you draft jamar chase brooks healthy lane's healthy samalu plays center my lot of plays left tackle don't care what you do at left guard right 12 and 4. I think that's reasonable with Watson, Jamar, Sammy, Rager. <laughs> Second place in the NFC. Upset win in Green Bay in the NFC Championship game. Why, Super Bowl game against Reed, Mahomes, and the Chiefs. The enemy wins. Eagles are Super Bowl champions once again. That's pretty much the most likely scenario as I see it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say if, if there's anything that's going to have that crumbling down is the fact that. You have to take on the the ten point five mil cap hit from Deshaun Watson, which is totally reasonable. I think there's some way that trade can Deshaun make that and Carson leave the contracts the same. All Ooh, right, brother, <laughs> you can cut fifteen people. You can't afford Sammy Watkins, <laughs> which is terrible. <laughs> and Deshaun, come on now, that's just that's yes. that's the only thing I find absurd of the whole scenario. There's there. no quarterback stone <laughs> that they cannot they that they can leave unturned, and so they'll look into Watson. The money is impossible. Um, yeah. you know. There, I mean, again, like I think very strongly, Peterson going indicates that they are going to stay with Wentz. And yes, it is sunk cost fallacy. They've paid him a ton. They want to pay him even more. They want him to be better. They want to be right on that contract. The general manager who's built the deal and the owner who's paid the 50x million that Wentz already has in his pocket want that deal to work more mm. than a coaching staff who just wants to win football games ever would. So they mm. yes, it's some cost fallacy, but they're entrenched in it. And that's kind of the reality of, of the NFL. So they're going to try to make Wentz work. If you like, if my, my list for Wentz is bad, I want him to be good. Who should I hire? Brian Dabble, John Filippo, Pep Hamilton's a good one. Adam uh, Van Pelt, by the way, the quarterback's coach who's just uh, calling plays for the Browns is a, a low-key good one as well. By, by the way, Van Pelt was loved by Aaron Rodgers, was kicked out essentially mm-hmm. of Green Bay yeah. because Mike McCarthy felt threatened by him. So that's a good one. And boy, I uh, <laughs> let me let me say, say, if you got kicked out by McCarthy, familiar with power struggles, yeah, you <laughs> feel right at home. 
Uh, oh, oh, Joe, uh, Chris Long tweeting nice things about Doug Peterson. I'm not going to cry. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, dabble, uh, certainly D Filippo, but like you said, that bridge is probably burnt. Um, mm. again, not probably as a head coach, D Filippo is an office coordinator. Um, yeah. Pep Hamilton's a good one. Van Pelt's a good one. Smith also works because Smith didn't necessarily develop Ryan Tannehill so much as he was like, just hang around in the pocket for a long time and chuck it really far down the field. And we're just going to run play action all the time. Uh, yes, the, yes, the Eagles yes. would need to get better at running the football for that to work, but you can go with that. Uh, mm. So that that that's my list in terms of like, they have Wentz, fix Wentz. That's, yeah. I mean, again, like, Pep would take the job. Van Pelt would take the job. I don't think Davil or Smith would. I agree. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're too hot right now to take this stinking job. It is now open because the Eagles have moved on from Doug Peterson. Ben, uh, any last takes, any last words uh, on this? Just ridiculous. Like, the Eagles are the most, and I've said this so many times, they're so effing dramatic. Like, we, mm-hmm. we can't get a day. Right. We can't get a That's day. The, the, only, something- the only question that remains is, what will the Eagles do next to make sure you have to record at least one more serious <laughs> show with me before you fully leave me forever? Because this at is this, two now. Jim retired, Doug fired. Pretty much it's just Roseman fire, Lori selling the team. This is all we've got. I mean, I guess if they hire a head coach quickly enough, but still, like, it's just it's just them being like, shoot, Mike's in Slack right now. That's right, they're in our Slack. Like, Mike's talking about retiring. Mike's talking about how other people have to do podcasts. Da, 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 da. We gotta do something big. Doug, it's time for you. And they axe Doug. And they're like, all right, let's see if we can get him. And they're like, all right, fine, we'll record one more kiss and so like, And they're like, yay! And they're just gonna do that for another month. I mean, with the way that news breaks on them, Doug Peterson, no, no quicker did he present his plan on how he would approach the 2021 season. Was it leaked to the media as if it was on a doggone live stream? And I know you saw my, my suggestion on Twitter, which was live stream all the front office meetings because they're going to get leaked five minutes after the meeting is over anyway because there's a serious problem as far as that goes. And then we can all watch it and we can assign points to each of the talking points for the executives and the coaches like it's effing around the horn because there is nothing staying inside of that building right now, which is which is another problem, which seems like the least of the problems because we have yet to mention that until just now. They can't keep anything in-house it's like gossip girls. What what is what is going on, Ben? All right, Ben. Last words, last takes, say goodbye, all that good stuff. You know the drill. It really is like gossip girl because there's so much drama. Nobody knows I'm, who's actually doing what. I'm a I've never this. seen it, by the way. I've never okay. seen it, but I figured the title is pretty self-explanatory. I'm, <laughs> I, honestly, I, I'm not shocked you've seen it. <laughs> hey, my sister had back surgery, and we had to hang out with her and watch her stuff with her. And she was watching Gossip Girl, and I got a little bit invested. If we're gonna be very frank. <laughs> Thank you, as always, for listening to the Kiss and Solak show here on BGN Radio. <laughs> we do appreciate you swinging by. The Eagles do not have a head coach. They have fired Doug Peterson after five years, after a Super Bowl win, and much to our chagrin. And now the head coaching search begins. Uh, for all news and reports on the Peterson firing, you should follow us at BleedingGreenNation.com and BGN Radio. Please subscribe on whatever app you listen to your podcasts. As the head coaching market develops, we will update you with all the news and instant reactions as well. He's been Michael Kist on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL's KIST for perhaps the last time, but probably not. Uh, I have been Benjamin Solak on Twitter at Benjamin Solak. That's S O L A K X O X O Gossip Girl. We all we got. That's how she signs off. We always oh, it. We yeah. all we need. Fly Eagles fly.
know, if you said some Downton Abbey references, right. I would get that. Oh, man, it's been a long time since I've done Carson's voice. Mrs. Hughes. <laughs> P.G.N. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.